Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135. Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I, I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping you both. We appreciate that more than you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest five-minute clinic, yes. where we sat down and talked all about anticipation and the power of it. Today, we are going to do a small talks episode on the word unique. So before I define the word unique, you know I'm going to ask you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click on join hashtag hyperconsciousness. Yep. I also want to let everyone know that there are two new tabs on the website for uh, speaking. Kevin and myself have new speaker reels up there, so you can check those out if you'd like. And there's also a speaker bio of Kevin's story and my story. Check those out. For those on YouTube, I was just drinking out of my gallon and it looks like I pissed myself, but I promise I didn't. For those listening... <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking about. All right, should I define unique? But before you do, a uh, quick friendly reminder to our Floridians and people of the surrounding areas. Again, if you're listening to this, it is Wednesday. Our event is this Saturday. There are still a few tickets available, so go check it out. www.yourworldwithinlive.com, and you can bring a friend. Cool. Okay, so unique. There's several definitions, Okay. and I'm going to go through four out of four the six. Four out of the six. Yep. So, number one, existing as the only one or as the sole example. Number two, having no like or equal, unparalleled, incomparable. Number three, limited in occurrence to a given class, situation, or area. That one's kind of not relevant. I don't like it. And then the last one, not typical, unusual, the embodiment of unique characteristics, the only specimen I like that. of a given kind. I like that. You are the only specimen of your kind. And why are Kevin. we doing this episode? Give the, give the listeners a little bit of a context. All right, so context. So here we go. One of our dear friends reached out to us recently, both of us, because she was listening to the Hyperconscious Podcast episode on finding yourself after a relationship. And she wanted to know more about how to hold on to her uniqueness and sense of self during... Mm. a relationship. So my first question, mm. not my first question, this person's question to Kevin. It's a two-part question. This is part one. So, and I quote, while being in a relationship, how do you stay true to yourself as a singular entity 
apart from the relationship and not get flooded into the unity of being with someone. I think that this is something that I have learned the hard way several times. And I learned very quickly. Actually, it wasn't quickly. It took several times, like I just said. I learned that at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. And like, I don't mean, I don't want to sound negative, but like, yeah, you have friends and you have families. But at the end of the day, when you go home, all you have is yourself. And you only have your thoughts and your lessons and your experiences. That's what you go to sleep with every single night. Right. And I put so much emphasis and so much of my own well-being into other people because I, it was like a short-term fix for happiness. Now, I think, like we mentioned in the last episode, you need to have a reason not to put your identity in somebody else. Use my pain. Use the pain of eventually... Most relationships don't work. Like, event, this could be the relationship that works for you, or this could be one of the 99 that didn't before. Right. Every relationship either works or it doesn't. More often than not, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah. So if you're putting all of your eggs in that one basket, when it's time to make that omelet, you're going to be in trouble because you only have yourself. So the problem is, it's, it's like, you're not, if you're not investing in yourself while investing in a brighter future with somebody else... If that brighter future where that person goes, you're screwed. Wow. Because you have nothing else now. I just had a Go on. breakthrough. So if you're investing more into the relationship than you are yourself, you're inevitably going to lose yourself. Yeah. You have to balance investing in yourself and investing in the relationship yeah. because you are at least a half of that relationship. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Well, think about a job. Right. If you... Why, why, do I, why did I loathe my job so much? Because it became my identity. I spent so much time doing my job right. that I didn't spend any time doing me, being Kevin, right. doing the things that fulfilled me. So I think you have to get very clear on the fact that you can have an unbelievably successful relationship, but also be your unique self. I bet you your relationship will be better if you stay your unique self. Because what, what attracted you guys in the first place? Right. Is the unique version of you. Most likely some sort of contrast. Yeah. Most Polarity. likely, yeah. And if you if you get rid of that contrast, your relationship is probably going to fail. The person that you're with might think they want you to be a certain way. Right. And it, sometimes they do. And sometimes you're screwing up and you should be better at this or right. more supportive or more understanding or a better listener, sure. But you guys attracted for a reason. And once you start getting rid of those nails out of that structure, that, that structure is going to collapse. Tori liked the quote. Um, Tori Aletto, she's a relationship expert. We had her on twice. She's incredible. Yes, and she, she knows this arena far better than both of oh, us yeah. combined. But she said that the quality of your relationship, or she liked this quote, I said this, the quality of your relationship is going to be predicated on how much you appreciate the differences. So I think not only do you have to stay true to yourself and then create a reason to do that, but I think that you need to appreciate the fact that the other person wants to stay themselves too. If you spend all of your time with one person, you're inevitably going to be more like them and yeah. then the polarity that attracted you in the first place is going to go away. It's it's such a fine it's such a balance too because I have to and I don't know what this person's specifics are, but I have to if I don't stay true to myself, I might get the relationship and I might not accomplish my dream. Exactly. I I need both. Right. I won't be happy if I just... I could have the best relationship in the world, and I do. I am so happy with my relationship. Right. But would I be as happy with it if I, if I gave up my dreams for that? Absolutely not. I would resent that person. 
Yeah. Naturally, right? And I think I think a lot of people think you have to give something up to get something. And you do, but it doesn't have to be your uniqueness. It doesn't have to be your dreams. It doesn't have to be who you are. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. ever be who you are. I know. Unless you're the worst. Right. But, you know, that's, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. Which is a different episode <laughs> called uh, When You're the Worst, What when Do You Do? When You're the Worst, What Do You Do? All right. Part two of the question. How do you make sure that your identity, your quote-unquote self, is not changing or becoming enveloped with the other person. So this is like tactical. Like how how do you make sure that you stay, Kevin? You you make your identity something else. Like my identity is a podcaster, a peak performance coach, a speaker, a podcast consultant. On top of that, I want to have the most, I will be the best at relationships. In order for me to be the best at relationships, I have to be next level in that. I can't, I cannot allow myself to lose my identity or I will fail. I know because I've done it. Mm. So part of my identity, and I say this all the time, I I will have the most successful relationship. It's non-negotiable. Just like I will have the most successful podcast with you. Just like I will speak all over. Those are are in my macro. Right. So for you, make, figure out to you what an amazing relationship is and then figure out how can I intertwine that into my dream life. I think that a lot of people struggle to stay focused on their dreams when they're in a relationship because what is pleasurable in the moment is sometimes being with the person you love. Would you regret it? That's the question. That's the question I would pose to anybody who says that. Would you rather have your would you rather have the person and no dream or would you rather have to do periodical check-ins? Would you rather have to level up and you could have both? Right, because I I firmly believe you can have both. Right, but you have to get you have to be better at owning your uniqueness, and you have to be better at relationships. I think you have to be better at communicating your uniqueness as well. Yeah, you have to own it. Right, you have to own the the parts of you that are unique. You can either look at and say like ah, I wish it wasn't that way, or you could look at it and say I am that way, and these are the benefits of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time trying to explain the benefits, though. Make sure someone <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. loves the benefits. But you got that person, either that person is or isn't in alignment with your future. Right. You know, some things fit really nicely, but it doesn't mean that they're going to hang in there for the long haul. If you're listening right now, I want you to pose a question to yourself. Would I rather be successful and alone or in love and not successful? I know my answer, without a question. It's the first one, successful and alone. Now, I believe what Kevin believes. You can have both, but I think you need to understand which end you're on. Because if you're on my end, you're going to inevitably be prioritizing and making decisions that are not in the best interest of your relationship. Yeah. And you need to be at least aware of that so that you can mitigate it. If you are on the other end and you jumped to, I'd rather be alone in a tent on the beach with the one I love, then successful. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But be aware of know thyself. Know that that's your priority and realize, oh, crap. Like, I'm, I can't let my dreams fall to the wayside because then my relationship will fall too. And know thy lover. Right. Know exactly what they want too because if they don't line up, it's going to be far harder for you guys to last. Right. Right? I mean, you know, that's... If you don't know what you want out of life and you're with somebody who doesn't know what they want out of life, it's going to be far harder for you guys to design a life together. You don't have them separate. How are you going to design? If you design one together, (laughs) one of you will have to give something up. Most of yourself up, probably. 
if you don't have cl- if one has clarity and one doesn't. That is exactly this is exactly it. Two years ago, I didn't have a purpose. Right. My purpose was to stay with that person. I would fit the mold, whatever that mold, whatever had, that to be. mold had to be. Now, you can't. I won't. You 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 will. You can't unless you're going to sacrifice your dreams. Right. I I won't. Right. I won't. I won't fit a mold. I the mold I'm fitting is the greatest version of myself, and that is expanding. If you want. If you want to be with me, you have to accept me for the way I am and then see the future me as well. And that's that. That's what I'm trying to portray here. If you have something greater than yourself, then your relationship will be a benefit and you won't have to lose your uniqueness. Right. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. There's three scenarios. Interesting episode. One scenario is neither partner has a well-designed future, a vision. Okay, and in which case they're just fitting whatever they fit, yeah. and they're living for the now. Okay, that's that's scenario one. Scenario two is one partner has a very well designed future, and the other one doesn't. So one partner needs to be a certain way to achieve their future, and the other person always feels like they have to fit the mold. And so you're going to have what I refer to as goals in conflict. I've been there; it sucks. Okay, the third scenario is both people have goals and dreams that are specific. Now you can integrate. Now you yeah. now the whole can be greater than the sum of the parts as long as you don't have core values that conflict. So technically there's four scenarios. The fourth scenario is both people have a vision but they are divergent. They they don't they don't come together and they can't work together. What's an example of that? Um let's say someone who hates fitness, despises it and the other person wants to be, you know, a fitness sumo wrestler. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Break my pattern. Um, wants to be on the Olympia stage. One person hates fitness. Right. The other person has to live for fitness. Has to, yeah. to achieve their dream. That would be what I would refer to as visions in conflict. So those are the four scenarios. You either both don't have dreams. One of you has a dream and the other one doesn't. Both have dreams and are creating them together, which is the scenario everyone should shoot for. Yeah. Um, and then, and or the fourth one where you both have goals and dreams, but you have to agree to disagree and say, okay, we have to go our separate ways because we can't integrate this. One of the things we always talk about is giving up the micro for the macro. And when it comes to relationships, you shouldn't give up like the micro, the happiness of a relationship. But you should never take the micro wins of the relationship over the macro success of your own life. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They start planning how to succeed in the relationship, and they stop planning on how to succeed in their life. And whatever that means, whatever success means to you, again, it doesn't have to be speaking all over the world or whatever. Right. But whatever your level of success is, you you have to focus on both simultaneously. I know. If you only focus on one, the other it's one gets further thing, away. It it's, is. Dude, it's the whole but thing. that's why I, one of my goals is to be the best person right. in relationships ever. Those are both. I am always juggling. And you've made it integrated into your dreams. Yeah. You want to write that book? Yeah. Don't tell people about it, man. Oh, okay. I haven't trademarked it yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. I won't say the title. Don't say but the I was going to. I, I you was going to. have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Here we go. What are we doing on time? We got four minutes, man. I love how I didn't set the timer. No, That's my nothing. bad. Everything is off the rails here. That's my bad. Okay. Here we go. So we talked earlier about how a dear friend and client called me out last night. This is a different person. As the most optimistic person she's ever met. Thank you. I appreciate that. But... that for some reason I'm not quite as optimistic in the arena of growing and sustaining love. Okay. Vulnerable. (laughs) When I talk to you about being the best at relationships, you seem so confident. Question. Why are you so confident and optimistic in this arena? And how can the listeners and myself cultivate that 
within ourselves. Wow. Okay. So I would say right off the bat, I think one of the reasons you're not as confident is because you have to rely on somebody else for half of your success. So my answer to that is I am that confident because I have an amazing partner. I'm only 50% of this relationship. Sometimes I'm not even 50%. Sometimes I'm 30%. She's 70%. Sometimes I'm 70% and she's 30%. But I know I can win with Taryn. That's why I'm so confident. Because I know I have to keep getting better. Where does that knowing come from? Like, wh- I've had that before, but I wasn't sure if, I was, if it was accurate. How do you know? Like, how do you know? I just do. Or I, dude, I've been talking about Taryn for a while. I know. Like, bef- I wasn't even talking to her. She was out of my life for, like, three years, and I always would go back to, like, I think I need somebody like her. Like, right. I remember how caring she was. I remember how supportive she is. I needed that. That's what I longed for. I, I, and then I finally realized, like, I think I could handle that now. Right. Like, I think I could handle that. Yeah. And I, I have another chance, and I don't want to screw that up. But I don't want to take credit for it, because she knows just as much about relationships, if not more, than I do. Right. So the the sum is... What is the... What is the freaking thing? <laughs> the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. It is, because... It is, yeah, for sure. It, and when we're together, I will try to negate her weakness, and she'll try to negate my weakness. And I think the reason I'm so sure is because of the person I'm with, more than anything. Right. Because I know we can work it out. So what would you tell Kevin before that? Before Before... Like, okay, so you didn't know, now you are with someone that you wholeheartedly believe in you two as a team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's where your confidence is coming from. Okay, and I agree. Um, Because I've seen you evolve. You didn't always have that confidence. No, God, no. What would you tell that, Kevin? I would tell that, Kevin, to find find something, like, what do you want your life to be? Because it's not just a successful relationship. You know what I mean? It's not just that. For me, maybe for somebody else it is. But for me, it's not just having a successful relationship. I have a giant impact that I want to leave on the world. And I also want to have a giant impact on whoever I'm with. So you're referring to Kevin pre-podcast? Yeah. So what about Kevin a year ago who had the podcast, who had the purpose and the mission, but didn't have the person that he believed would be the best team? Well, if we, if we look back and we reflect, Kevin had somebody... And Kevin realized quickly that that somebody wasn't... <laughs> Kevin, I love talking to, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> talking to Kevin about Kevin. He realized that at the time, that person wasn't on the team. That, wa- that person wasn't best for m- the macro. Right. It was good for the micro, but I quickly transitioned out of that, and I decided I was better off alone. Were you as confident back then as you are now in relationships and your ability to, to grow and sustain love? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so so how do you help him with confidence, with the confidence conundrum? The old Kevin who... who well, Because you've a, shifted a lot, man, but a since lot you of and it, Taryn have teamed up. Yeah, but a lot of it was... A lot of it was like me coming into my own, facing my own insecurities and facing... Right. Becoming more confident as a, as a man, as an individual. Right. As a... My level of personal development makes me feel like I can add value to her life. And like her professional life is being unbelievably good at reading people and helping people right. and that's part of my why you know so I just, analyst. I just think all of it fell together in a unique way and I finally felt like I was ready but that's only because I was doing the stuff behind the scenes it's only because I had the micro win and I traded that in for nights crying by myself and like burning down because I had nobody to go to nobody sees that but like 
I had the micro wins of, of getting my needs met, and I traded all that in for uncertainty because I knew I had to do that. I've given up a lot. I've given up a lot of things in the micro because I knew that they would pay off macro. So you trusted that the right person would come along. I don't know that I would say come along, but I, I, what trust, would you say? I trusted that I would attract the right person, and when I attracted them, I would be evolved enough to, to keep that, Okay. to keep them in my orbit. I used to attract girls, I think, by my body. I genuinely do. Like, I've always been in shape. We always talk about that. Right. That's fine. That gets people in the door, but I, want, I don't want that to be the only thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think now I'm just more of a, I'm a very, I'm a more well-rounded individual. For sure. I got a, I got this bicep. Yeah. I got some brains now, too. Right. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. This has been good. Yeah, I enjoyed this, man. I enjoyed this. 10-second blip um, about someone who, someone who's not in the position that you're in. I agree. I think optimism and confidence is everything. I think without them, you take no action yeah. and you get no results. It's, it's the worst. So I tend to be overly optimistic in every arena, and I'm realizing that now I'm not as optimistic in this particular arena, and I want to shift that. What would you tell me? Oh, wow, man. I would tell you, like anything, it won't get better by you sitting around and hoping it gets better. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to get out there, wherever there is. You got to spend time with somebody, whoever somebody is. You mean I can't just keep complaining? No, you can. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to change. Right. <laughs> nothing's going to change. But I also would say I don't fault you. I can understand why you feel the way you do. You're unbelievably confident and competent in most scenarios, and it makes sense that something that you don't feel competent in, you want to avoid, because right. that's a lot of feedback. We talk about relationships being a mirror. Oh yeah. And when you're not ready to look in the mirror, and they show themselves anyway, it's hard. It's even hard in a relationship when you have to like sit down and have hard talks. It's it's hard. Yeah. But also it is the mirror. It is the mirror. But it also that denotes how successful your relationship is. When you can sit down and handle your shit, that means you're a powerful couple. That means you're on the same team. When you're digging through the uncomfortable stuff. Right. That's what it's all about. So for you, I'd say stop being a whiny ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're not gonna succeed by fearing failure. Right. You know what I mean? Get in the arena. You got to get in the arena. Break some eggs. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, you just got to get back out there. If you assume it's going to happen a certain way, you're going to find every reason to lock that assumption in. Right. So that's that. So go explore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. Anything else? I think for the listeners. We're over um, on time per usual. We are. This is a good episode though. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. So... Stay true to yourself and make sure you have a reason bigger than yourself that will force you to do that and make sure the whole is greater than the sum of your parts Yeah, in the relationship. And I, I, uh, I, I think that the Kevin who used to not have a macro inevitably fell into someone else's micro. And I think that now that you have a macro and are so dedicated to it, it's going to force you to bring a, a greater version of Kevin to a relationship. And I think you're going to experience way more a way more fulfilling relationship because of that. It's almost like when you don't have a greater why, if you and I were f just friends and we weren't podcasting together and, and speaking and working, we have a business together, right? We, have a, we yeah. have a business together. If we were just friends and you were doing this journey and I had no goals and dreams, I might sign up for this. But I would have had to trade in a lot of things for that. I, maybe certain unique uniquenesses of myself right but the fact that we both want to do this right. makes us that much more powerful and the whole is greater than the sum and of the that's, parts so with with yeah. a relationship 
if you think you have to get rid of your uniquenesses to make the relationship better, I would say triple down on your on the things that make you unique because that's what allows you to have a fulfilling relationship. Yeah. And the people that trade that in, end up, I think they end up alone and they don't know why. Yeah, definitely. I think they end up hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody should end up hurting. That's fire. Unless you mess with these hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we good? Yeah. We, got, we are literally sitting down in 25 minutes to interview Anthony Trucks. He will be dropping Sunday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, that's what we have for you Sunday. Up next... We are going to do a Scratching the Surface episode on breaking away from average. So a few of my clients actually have been talking to me about this, that you don't always feel understood when you're on this mission. Yeah. Some people think you're crazy, and how do you try to sell a dream to somebody who has never had the same dream? Yep. They don't want to climb the mountain. They don't care about the journey. You know, it doesn't make sense to them. I use the analogy often, quickly, is, is basically you are watering a plant that no one else can see. That if you don't water it, it will never be seen. Yeah. And you're trying to explain to everyone that I swear this isn't just dirt here that I'm watering. I forgot to say that this was episode number 208, I think, in the beginning. But now you said it. So just so you know, this was episode <laughs> 208. All right. We are out of here. We hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>